0: I bought the shaver like oh sweet like this brand you know it's got Bruce Dorman players on it I'm gonna buy it and bring it home and it's a piece of shit it's one of the worst shavers I've ever had that doesn't mean I'm not gonna stop buying Braun like subconsciously when I go to the to the market now in Germany I don't know any other brands here in Germany but I do know Braun and Bruce Dorman had a had a had a partnership Hey, everyone. In today's LiquidaCast episode, it's all about digital sponsorships. Me, Thomas, and Jonas talk about brand marketing versus performance marketing and kind of where sponsoring fits in and where it's headed in this new digital realm. We then break down some of the existing advertising models and how small businesses can get involved in this new realm. Uh, we then pivot over and talk about the LT Fan platform. Uh, the new feature is the sponsored tokens feature. We talk about how it can be used in practice with a little mock case study. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, let's get on in.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about if you think about the, the sports industry, which is our our home turf, if you will, then of course sponsorship is a super important part of the industry and and the key uh, main business model. So so while while we do firmly believe that that you will need a more nuanced or, or more varied revenue mix in the future and that for instance the digital direct to consumer revenues will play a more important role. Of course we always wanted to to get into sponsorship as well but not do it in the, the usual way because digital sponsorship needs to work differently and can work differently in the digital realm than it does in the in the analog world. And and I think digital sponsorship should not be merely ads right and putting an advertising on your on your website well most teams for instance do it and then of course there is like social media sponsorship which is like you 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 pay somebody to put out an instagram post but that is not a really user centric and i don't think that it it is much uh, really sponsoring because what is the advantage of sponsorship it is people care so much about about sports teams or or athletes and the things they are they are fan of and and now they are super activated they are super engaged it is very different than than from watching a tv show for instance and and now we moved into into this space thinking how can we get it right how can we get the user experience right and how can we thereby cre- create also a toolkit for for sports organizations or, or in a broader sense for everybody who has fans to to make very attractive offering to your to your um, partners and, and sponsors in the digital realm because that is where a lot a lot of the rights holders are currently lacking because they don't really have the tools, right? If you if you have like your jersey and you can put a big logo on it, or if you have your your side of the pitch, uh advertising or, or these are formats where you can be really good at and it's really ingrained into the experience, but you don't have the digital equivalent for, for this. And I think that is what we wanted to wanted to really create when we start building sponsor tokens.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of touched on kind of how, how fans can become more engaged with these types of digital sponsorships, but I think an important element of why we're doing this is, is kind of the the attribution that is now afforded to to both teams and to sponsors in the digital realm so like the fact that you can do a lot more interesting and fun stuff uh, on the internet and through with your fans digitally means there's a lot more attribution and measurement that you can do with those digital sponsorships so like can you talk a little bit uh, either of you about kind of why why is attribution so much easier how can teams kind of set up processes where they can really track fans you know not just at, in the stadium like you said mass media types of things where you have banners or you have advertisements in the stadium those things reach mass audience those things are for brand so how, how do these more direct direct to consumer sponsorships help I mean, in one way, they lower the barrier to
2: entry for people that want to get involved in sports sponsoring, no? I mean, currently, the barrier to entry is quite high, especially if you want to work with large organizations. Um, I think the digital realm and having your own platform opens the door to... Um, a more yeah, more targeted approach where also the, the local bakery that currently could not afford the minimum ticket size to get involved with um, a team can maybe reach, I don't know, a set of 10,000 local fans that really live around the area. Um, the guy that owns the bakery might have been a fan for his entire life, but never really gotten around to it. Now, um, with your own platform and a targeted approach, you can make these things feasible um so give, basically giving access to more people and uh, to or to more um yeah companies to enter the space and on the other hand i think um, a, a very critical thing uh, sponsoring can tie into the user experience um in a in a much better way than it does today i believe so currently ads are mostly something that users would find distracting like if you scroll through the app then at some point you would get to the to the banner ad and you will quickly scroll past it because, yeah, you have an overload of advertisements um, on your screen anyways. Um, so I think there's many different ways also besides uh, content uh, marketing, which I mean, putting, putting your logo on some video format, that is something we have been seeing for a while now already. But there's also different ways for how to tie it into the user experience and make it much less distracting and yeah, an integral
0: part of the interaction. That's a super good point. I mean, the the fact that smaller players can enter the space, I think, is extremely important. I mean, especially through Corona, many companies are struggling. And the fact that, you know, smaller companies can maybe purchase some of that digital real estate is, I think, something that um, I think sports fans will also enjoy. If sports fans see that, you know, their local businesses are able to kind of improve their business. I think that, that those are good things. Thomas, do you want to add something?
1: Yeah, I so so I think if we if we, we need to take a, a step back and really look at the at the purpose of of sponsorship in the traditional sense and and why it is in stark contrast in what works in the in the digital advertising realm the best and and see what that means for for the sp- the sports industry in particular. So so traditionally sponsorship is what it's like an awareness tool right you you create these branding messages you make your brand known by putting your logo prominently on on some real estate like of that, mind. yeah exactly and and so so right you have your jersey it's shown prominently on tv people will know your brand and that is brand advertising par ex law so, so but where is brand advertising really needed and and i would argue that the world has fundamentally changed uh, since, um, since yeah, these days, and so, um, the, and, and it's not what is needed. So, what do I, what do I mean by this? So where do you need awareness? You need it in like a mass market economy with mass media. When people need to go to the supermarket and they need to make their, their selection based on what is in the shelves in front of them. At this point, you want to be in, in like what in the marketing lingo they call the preferred set of brands. Like you have toothpaste and you have 20 toothpaste, and, and whoever has spent the most in advertising and hit the right tone uh, with you, you will pick this brand. And, and that is... Where, where really sponsorship shows its its strength traditionally, that you can get your, your brand out there. But, but now what we saw over the last 20 years is that at least certain parts of the economy has totally changed and shifted because what we, what we now have in more and more companies, and especially, of course, in all these digital companies and all these direct-to-consumer startups, by the way, even in the ones that sell you toothpaste, is that what their approach is different they try to really understand a potential consumer super well but they are not restrained by geography because everything goes over the internet so the way they do advertising is performance based and granularly targeted to personas that they really understand super super well now now this obviously requires a super different form of advertising in general and if you want to use sponsorship then sponsorship in particular so so why is facebook so successful and built the, the the biggest global advertising platform well because they have all the user data but what does it mean having user data it's easy to say it but what does it mean well it it means in their case you can create very uh, clear profiles of what people like what people are interested in and then you can and then you can build tools for advertisers to reach very much these specific personas and and that made made advertising on these platforms super super attractive to just like to Jonas point to to local bakeries because then now whatever if you're based in in Munich and you want to advertise with a Munich uh, for for a Munich audience you can do this and you can select all the people who indicated that they like organic stuff when you are an organic bakery for instance right so but but that is not a toolkit that traditionally sports organizations have at their disposal And, and Google while it works a bit differently it's still it is still the advertising context in which they create is people want to make choices but I think it, it, what is more similar to what, spo- what sponsorship can be good at is, is the Facebook model and now you have one big advantage if you have a fan base and you are an entity with fans that, that from an advertiser's perspective already says you something about the, the people who are interested in this right so, so whatever it might be depending on the sport it might be male leaning or female leaning as an audience but it could also say tell you something about about regionality or or about you know some brands in sports are are really cool and young leaning and some brands are are, are different so so or or rights holders i should say right or or teams clubs athletes they come with certain attributes and and certain people are are, uh yeah they appeal to certain types of people but you you still would need a digital toolkit to to Create this, and that is what we try to build with with what we do with LT fan platform more broadly and, and sponsor tokens in specifically. Because we, if you build your own fan platform, right, your, your own digital property with social features where users can generate for the first time, you get a better idea of what people like and who these people are. And now, then you can introduce a, a toolkit to reach them. And in our case, gladly, because we have a user experience that is not only uh, uh, Based around content, but you have the, these social tokens that, that really reward participation and, and, and engage users in a different way. You can of course tie sponsorship and, and activation to to this, and and suddenly what what you get out of this is you get a very new toolkit that can appeal to these new world advertisers who are not only awareness driven, but they are really interested in in yeah p- performance type of marketing and in granularly targeted uh, uh, marketing and advertising forms so suddenly as, as a sports team you have this toolkit and you can also create a user experience that is much better than just a a, a ad like like uh, uh, jonah said before that interrupts you, your flow because you can tie it to something the user is doing on your on your platform and that he enjoys doing and and he even gets a, gets a reward in the form of tokens that he then again can use on the platform to do new stuff So, so that is the, that is the, the long-winded
0: answer. Yes. Just to play devil's advocate. I mean, me and you kind of spoke about this earlier in the week or maybe last week. Um, You said that traditionally, and you already kind of made this comparison, the brand marketing versus the performance marketing. Now sponsors typically their, their, their core, their core business model at the moment seems to be eyeballs, volume of eyeballs. How do we reach as many people as possible? Although attribution is a lot more gray you can it, it's harder to attribute leads or sales to exactly if that if that advertisement did that but so, so what do you say to people who say they're like hey listen you
1: have these people are absolutely right that but, but that, that is like a, a survivorship bias kind of problem so so where you only see the side of the medal that is and not the side of the medal that that could be because so the sponsors who are currently in the game they are these brands that i described initially they are the brands who are out for awareness and of course so so the digital economy has grown massively but still right we go to the supermarket and we buy our toothpaste there and so awareness still matters but the brands who use sponsorship are the brands from from this era this model and you so so far most sports entities just don't have a way to appeal to this other type of company and business and these businesses can be massive right most of this this also goes back to by the way
2: the the minimum ticket size that i mentioned earlier because those companies that do real that are really based on awareness marketing are usually the bigger ones that you would find in all the supermarkets because of them it's even more important and so that's uh, the ones
1: that can afford to get involved in sports sponsoring in the first place Def- definitely definitely and now and now you have all these other companies these these digital performance oriented companies these these companies who are really growing based on knowing users and targeting a very specific type of persona and and they are just not advertising in sports so, so in the end in in the article that i wrote i mentioned that it that what we do is really trying to give a toolkit that uh, allows rights holders to attract an entirely new market segment that they didn't have an offering for, and and to to Jonah's point, it is it is one a question of also of also price, but I would go even further and say the entire the entire logic uh, changes if you once you move sponsorship to the digital realm because so. The, your pricing power in the in the analog p- uh, world is based on is based on. Eyeballs and how many people can you reach? And of course, like a uh, Bayern Munich or LA Lakers is like has prime real estate, but also scarce real estate. But but in a digital world, that doesn't really apply, right? Like be, because the, the 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 you don't have only five jerseys on the on the court at any given time uh, on your on your app or on your website. The, the, the place is unlimited, so the differentiation of your of your offering to sponsors can of course the notion of reach how many users are there also still matters but but it doesn't matter in the absolute sense it only matters in in the sense that if you have then the data and the profiles of the users and you can drill down to very specific segments uh, uh, the, you will have a higher likelihood of finding the right people if you have more people on your on your own platform so so that is consistent but but for in the context in in the context of sports you don't have any of this as an infrastructure right now and that is uh, why most of the brands they are on social media and and advertisers use social media and sometimes they might pay the sponsor uh, the, the rights holder to put a picture on their on their instagram account but but really most of the budget is just spent on targeted ads on on facebook
0: some teams are doing some pretty interesting things Um, and that includes fan participation. I mean, that's kind of the goal of what a lot of sports teams are doing at the moment. The thing is they kind of lack the tools or the, the, the digital, the digital utility belt to accomplish some of those things. Like they, they publish a voting on social media and how many, how many fans are they actually reaching on through their story? Like, are fans engaging? Are they reaching the engaged fans on these social media sites? Like, you see a team like Barcelona, who recently became one of the most valuable football teams in the world. Um, they have, I think, you know, millions of followers on Instagram. I don't know exactly how many. But their engagement rates are extremely low. That's a, a problem of saturation. That's a problem of, of, you know, your most engaged fans kind of being filtered out. And is social media serving your ads or is it, are, are they really serving even your organic posts? Are they getting served to your most loyal and engaged fans? And there's no way to truly know if they, if it is. And um, I mean, how, how does having like a dedicated platform, you know, kind of help that.
1: So Jonas, you want to jump in? Otherwise I can, I can jump in. Gladly go for it. I, I don't think that you will ever be able uh, if you, if you are right. So and you, you build your own platform that, that you can like, like in, in terms of pure reach compete with with facebook um because of course facebook is built for for everyone and by definition you are uh, uh, for for your fans and this will be a, a small a smaller subset but m- much to your point ron where you described the, the, the these effects that even on social media, so, so reaching the, the people who are your fans or i don't know right it's it's what do you count you count somebody who clicked on a like button button on a follow button it is it is definitely some kind of signaling of being interested in someone is it are you really a fan Necessarily, I don't know not not really, you might also just be following or interested in somebody but 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 definitely it's interest signaling that 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 happens on social media so so and then you have engagement rates, but these are not only determined by by the quality of your content but also highly dependent on the algorithm of the platform, and then we know these change all all the time, and now the question is can you? can you build a more constant uh, connection with your user base and in, in the digital publishing space we saw over the last five years a, a massive move towards um, subscription services on the one hand but, but also an, a much increased awareness among publishers how important it is to own your audience and not rely on, on these these big platforms. So that is why Facebook struggles and to this day mightily to get their offerings that they have on their platform for subscription publications and so on uh, uh, Out in the market because publishers are not stupid, right? They know once you own The audience the data the, the email addresses and so on and don't give it to me I'm super reliant upon you and that is not how it works. So so now even Facebook is shifting a bit their, their, their strategy in, in that regard, but their asset is the user, the data, and that is how they can have this, this multi-billion global advertising business. So they, they will never give it out. But but if you have fans and you are an entity of interest and you want to build a successful business in the digital Realm and the, the, our digital times. Then, of course, you need to you need to think about really platform ownership in the first place, and and then also realize that it opens a, a whole new realm for a sponsorship models, but also other revenue streams that you can tap into.
0: But Thomas, hold on, to 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 bring it back slightly to what you said, if sponsors, if the core metrics that sponsors care about is follower count, engagement rates amount of comments on on per average on posts, if those are the metrics that they care about, and those are the metrics that sports teams can leverage to get, so if a sponsor says, hey, we're going to give you 20K for this post, for the sponsored post, because of your followers, because of your comments, because of your typical engagement rates, isn't it then a problem of, of the sponsors? Don't we then have to change the the thinking of the sponsors and convince them that, hey, the metrics that you're currently looking at are surface level? These might be just vanity metrics that these teams are 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 peddling to kind of get these sponsorship deals. So like it's like a two it's a it's a two-sided market. It's a two-sided problem in my opinion that the sponsors care about something that we think are vanity metrics. And I mean real, you know, marketers, people that work in digital sponsorships, I'm sure they know, they understand, hey, we're making so much more revenue when we get these super loyal, super engaged fans, you know, to to see the ads that we're that we're pushing. So, like, how, how do you solve that? How do you speak to the sponsors and tell them, "Hey, guys, you need you need to you know you need to put more focus on these super loyal, super engaged fans."
2: I mean, one thing I think to t- to tell them is they should add another metric into the mix, and that is uh, unfortunately one that is very hard to quantify, um, but that is a qualitative metric, and that is where does your ad appear. I think the the big benefit of uh, advertising in sports is so what do you want to do you want to have basically the 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 first principle is a friend of a friend is also a friend no if i'm a fan of a sports organization and now a brand is associated with the same sports organization i have a different connect to them as if i would see that ad out of context on facebook or any other platform so now you want to be as closely associated with that sports club that i'm a fan of because it, it creates a different connect no and I think that that is where an owned platform um, comes in. We say, hey, well, you might you might get a few less eyeballs, but the connect that people might feel towards your brand is a different one if if it happens in this ecosystem instead of just um, underneath the post, but on a yeah more general platform where if you keep scrolling and um, you said, well, is a, a follower of Barcelona, is it necessarily a fan? I would say, well. Mostly not because everybody that is uh, that is a fan of football probably follows uh, Chelsea, Barcelona, Bayern Munich and some other clubs. So um, that goes back to what Thomas said. It's a general indication of interest more than, hey, it's a, uh, this is a fan. So now going back to your own platform where you, you mostly have really like more loyal fans or people that are more interested than just hitting a like button. Um, now uh, those are the people that are, I think also more successful Susceptible to saying, "Hey, well, if they're associated with with my team, then I'm more likely to like their brand, to like their product."
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of a victim to that myself. I recently a couple of years ago, I brought I bought a shaver, an electric shaver, and it was a, a Braun electric shaver. It's a German company, I believe, and it was sponsored by Borussia e. Dortmund. So, like on on the cover of the shaver, you have. Marco Royce at the time, I think Lewandowski was still on the team back then, and I bought the shaver like, oh, sh- sweet, like this brand, you know, it's got Brucey Dorman players on it. I'm going to buy it and bring it home, and it's a piece of shit. It's one of the worst shavers I've ever had. That doesn't mean I'm not going to stop buying Braun. Like subconsciously, when I go to the to the market now in Germany, I don't know any other brands here in Germany, but I do know Braun and Brucey Dorman had a had a had a partnership.
1: I mean, I. I would just go back to a point you made you made before Ron because I think of course you're very right that it's a two-sided market and and I think the product that we are building and what we give sports organizations is is not something that caters to the type of sponsors who are mer- purely Eyeballs, reach, and awareness-driven, but but the point is that that is only one side of the market, and that you completely under cater to a different to a different market segment, um, which does not look for these metrics, but looks for performance. And and like you described, like you described earlier, even attribution, like like what does it add to to. Uh, uh, Sales and my and my top line. If I invest uh, uh, my my marketing spend on X, Y, Z, and and these companies who operate by this logic are not in in the sponsorship game, but they, but they would be potentially if they if th- there would be attractive options. So so and that is what what we yeah, are looking I, at. I think
0: just to inter- just to jump in really really quickly. I think that the the companies that can establish a a process or an architecture that allows that where they can insert money and it acts as like a black box, insert money. It targets the demographic that they exactly want to target. They can attribute everything and they know exactly how much revenue they can generate based on how much money they put into the system. If those companies can then come into the sponsorship game with that type of architecture in their marketing and in their advertising, Those are the companies that they're going to win big.
1: And, and and it's not like the big advertisers don't don't also start caring for for these other approaches and tactics i i mean they are changing as well in my in my former consulting days i worked with some of the biggest advertisers here in, in in germany and and did some projects with their marketing departments as well so i i understand quite well how how they operate and by which logic and i can also tell you that that what might so so in some regard they are very sophisticated for instance when it comes to TV but they but but, but it really took them some, quite some time to catch up with the internet and how to how to uh, uh, allocate spend in in a sophisticated way. But but now more and more they get it. And and when I talk to people in the sports industry, I mean we had a lot of conversations and not just built uh, uh, out in the in in our own black box. And and what clearly is happening is there is more and more demand for more intelligent options of, for sponsorship activation and more targeted approaches and so on and so forth. But, but in order to deliver on this demand, you need technology uh, that, you, that you don't usually have. And, and that is where we come in and we say, hey, LTfan Fan Platform gives you, gives you this entire setting and the, the toolkit to integrate your partners into this new setting so so it's if you want if you want it's a kind of a paradigm shift but one that to me also feels super super uh uh natural at this point in time because these all these strings are coming together people know they need to connect with their audience in the digital realm partners want more of these performance driven marketing approaches and and uh, that's why i think it made a lot of sense to 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 build what we built
0: now t- taking that taking that that mention of the lt fan platform I think this is an appropriate time to ask you, like we already mentioned sponsored tokens. We mentioned dedicated platform. We kind of mentioned how we're creating this tool set that you, that they can use to accomplish these new forms of digital sponsorships. But to get a little more specific, I mean, we've released a feature to us. It's a starting point. It's a good place to start. It's a good way to activate digitally. Can you, can you just maybe Jonas, you can jump in, just describe kind of the, the, the product and exactly what it does like what exactly can they do on the back end
2: so what can what can people do um, first of all our platform supports creating sponsor entities so you, for for each sponsor or partner that you might have you can you can have them have basically have an entity in the back end and now what what can you do imagine you are a sneaker brand now and um now you would like to get in touch with the fans in a maybe more less intrusive way than simply placing a banner ad in there what we can, what you can do now is use sponsor tokens a tool that we have built we can define an event for example the user um submits an idea in an ideation mission basically he he pitches in with some thoughts with some input now maybe you want to revo- reward that user And, um, so in the backend, you select the event, the user creates an idea and submits it. And now you basically create a reward for that. And that reward can be associated with said sneaker brand. So now sneaker brand, um, says, Hey, I would love to be presented with that image and that message. And now every time a user submits an idea, he gets a little, he gets a little pop-up notification. Hey, um, sneaker brand would like to thank you for your contribution. And by the way, they also sent you sent you ten tokens as a little thank you for that. So now you have a much different connect to to that brand because instead of stealing your time on the screen as you might perceive it in in a different context, now it's hey they actually gave something to me that is that is now useful. So I think that that changes the narrative entirely of how fans perceive that advertisement. Cool, Thomas,
0: did you want to add something?
1: No, I think that was quite uh, quite comprehensive. I mean, there is definitely more on our roadmap, not not all of which I will I will mention at this point. But but maybe maybe one thing that you maybe, can already maybe one do... thing to to add to this.
2: Sorry, I, that just it came to mind. But um, now you can also so by selecting the event. you can can really um, cater towards what does your brand do. So I recently uh, scrolled through a website of a sports organization and they had an artificial intelligence partner. So now maybe for the artificial intelligence partner, it would be a really great idea to sponsor um, some tokens for people that submit ideas because it kind of ties into giving your input, whereas um, another brand might be a much better fit for a different event. So even there, you can be a bit, uh, a bit smart about wh- what you do.
1: And Sorry, I Thomas. You, you can, you can, you need to see the feature also in the context of the platform. Like when you say, when you say e- events, which might be a bit abstract, right? The, whatever the user does, you can, you can target as an activity, and and also you can combine it with a certain uh, uh, contents that that happens. So. so for, for instance, one feature that we have for those who are not super familiar with our product, we have like uh, the ideation hub. So in the ideation hub, what can you do on a fan platform? You create a little brainstorming with your your fan base, right? So you ask a question, you can even describe a challenge, and then people can add ideas, can use the tokens to upvote ideas, and you really find out the community favorites. So that is cool if you use it as a as a team for your own purposes. Like for for instance you can you can use it for AMAs. We also saw it really for problem solving. Uh, Borussia Dortmund recently used it to to find new ways to to be more present in the cities of their of their international fan bases, and so on. So you can do this, but of course, you can also integrate partners in in such a content, right? So so it's an extension. It's not necessarily purely content. it's like not like branded content. Let's call it a a branded fan in interaction. but you can you can now also reward users who participate in this. With tokens, so so imagine your your brand wants to find out I don't know what what new taste would you like for your cereals or, or whatever the question could be, then you can now as a rights holder offer something that is much more interactive and and much more engaging as a means for the brand to connect with the fan base and you can also create an experience that feels good for the, for the fans. They are engaged, they are interested. And, and of course, the business model is also super advertiser uh, uh, friendly because you can, you you can simply say, Hey, you only pay for, for what you did get and not it's it's not you sell like this action for for a flat 100k but you can you can price per sponsor token and that gives you that makes it so that it only costs what it what it delivered
0: and and i think a a really interesting approach that sponsors can take kind of is kind of the gamified approach so we've seen entities do this kind of stuff in the past they do these like spin to win hey spin the wheel and you get a free voucher at you know Pachanga casino you get a free rum and coke or something or whatever rewards points or kind of this gamified system of like vote for the top you know all decade team you know the top five best lakers of the decade so kind of brands activating fans through kind of a gamified experience I mean, you you can imagine all the different teams that have tried that have done stuff like this already, and I think what we provide is a, a central hub, like a platform where they can then accomplish all of that. So you can do these like brand partnerships, you know, easily on the platform.
2: Yeah, and we also introduced this um, this yeah the token that you might call differently. It might be your your club point. Or your membership point or whatever comes to mind and now there's a like a, a native reward within the platform that goes just beyond um a like and
0: like that a discount is also, uh, the like. or something
2: yeah exactly and i mean usually the like goes one way no the uh, rarely the sports team likes you but you like stuff of the sports team well now basically it it turns the thing around and now all of a sudden your sports team can Present alike to you in the form of a token.
0: Well, guys, um, it was a great talk, great, uh, great conversation about uh, digital sponsorships. Thank you, guys, for for joining me in this episode. More well, than welcome, Ron. It was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody is interested to learn more about what we're doing, we recently published two articles on digital sponsorships. One more con- conceptual about the the idea, and then another one of the product and what what we've recently released and You can find a bunch of different resources on our medium. It'll all be linked in the description of the episode below. Um, so thanks again for joining us guys. And, uh,
1: Hey, and let me, let me say five stars, five stars. If you, if you like what we're doing here, subscribe to it. You can find it on, on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And you can also, on many of these platforms, especially Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a little comment. So if you like it, five stars are much appreciated. And uh, spread the word.
0: Yeah, to be fully candid with you guys, the more you guys um, engage or the more you guys show us that you're actually enjoying this kind of stuff, you know, the more we'll ramp it up, and the more the more resources we'll put into this, and we'll we'll make it good. We'll invite some exciting guests, and uh, yeah, we we want to talk about the, some of the cool ideas and and emerging technology within the sports industry, blockchain. Also, also, feel free to suggest a topic. Always keen for inspiration to to chat about. Yeah, definitely. Hit us up. All right. Well, thanks, guys.